Grace Bible Church, welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. It is a joy to be here with you today, at least over the uh, interwebs, whatever this is, whatever this t- this technology is. Mm-hmm. Brent Bullard, how are you? I'm great. I got a coffee right here. I got you here. And then we're joined by Jerry and Jan Alexander. Woo! <laughs> Y'all, thanks for, thanks for being here with us. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Uh, we're going to take just a little bit of time to, to get to know the Alexanders, and that's just a, a huge blessing and a part of you know what, what makes this podcast special is um, getting to hear from our church members, hear their story, hear how the Lord has worked in their lives, and we know that you guys are no different, that that's your story as well. And so um, we'd love to just be able to hear from you a little bit about um, your, your life and how you came to grace. So Jerry, could we start with you and maybe share a little bit about your upbringing, how you came to know Christ, and how you ended up here at Grace? Sure. Well, I was uh, I was born in Shreveport, and my family moved here. Uh, it was right, right after World War II, and my family moved here when I was one. And uh, we, uh, my my family was uh, my dad had been Methodist, and my mother had, was Presbyterian. And uh, when they moved here, they they joined the uh, Christian Church, which is down on Mound Street. And uh, uh, mom was a church secretary for for a lot of years. Uh, my dad was a deacon and later an elder, and he sang in the choir. and And I just say that to say that we were at church uh, all the time when the doors were open and and something was going on, we were there and uh, had a you know kind of like a, a beaver cleaver raising. You know, the the, <laughs> the the parents were involved in my sister and I's lives, and uh, uh, they they brought us uh, they they took us to church and and uh, through a uh, through a pastor's class when I was about 12, uh, I was baptized, uh, you know, went through, went through the class and realized what Jesus, uh, you know, what having him in my life and, uh, and uh, you know, it, God's faithfulness to us and, and all that. But he, I was baptized at 12. And then I continued, uh, continued on up to, uh, uh, you know, through high school. And, and I'll turn it over to Jan and we'll, we'll talk a minute uh, <laughs> about our how we met and all that. Sounds good. Well, I Jerry's sister actually uh, decided I was perfect for her brother, and uh, she was younger than I was. But she she kind of started working on him, and uh, I guess I'll should I go back to my beginnings first or start with Wherever that? I should go like. back to Wherever my beginnings. You want. Okay, I had also grown up. <laughs> In, in a you know church, I was a member of the church cross my parents and their parents, and it's one of those you know that went back, and it was a it was a very conservative church. I learned a ton of scripture, uh, and you know it was very Bible oriented church. But um, and and really when you know all through my high school years, I pretty much had the Beaver Cleaver life like Jerry. <laughs> my parents were very uh, we we went to church Sunday. Sunday night, Wednesday night, um, but they also did a lot of community things. My daddy was unbelievable about taking care of people, and mm. it, most of it was just kind of undercover. We knew it, but <laughs> and mother was also always taking care of people. So we learned that that trait, you know, you know, just watch out for people, take care of people that need mm. help. And mm. so, I, you know, but it was fairly normal. I was the, got through teenage years, and I decided I wanted to teach, so I. Uh, started at SFA, and uh, by that time I had already met Jerry. We, because I was go back backtrack a little bit, but uh, we I went to a senior 
party that he had the year before I graduated. And we had a class or two together. And I don't know, it just it just blossomed from there. <laughs> and he was probably one of the most gentlemanly-like men. I had mm. boys at that time, a boy, but, you know, man, he treated me well. Mm. Um, and I just, you know, was very impressed with him. And But we still, even after we married and I started teaching and he was in, still in college a year, and, but... Uh, we still, you know, hadn't weren't going to the same church. He was going to the first Christian church. I was yeah. going to Church of Christ, and then the Lord moved us to College Station. So that's where we that's where we went to a large Church of Christ there, much different from the one I grew up in. But okay. um, and that's really really where we raised our children, I think. Um, but. Really, you know, he'll he can tell you about where we went from when we left College Station. Yeah, so you got married. What were you? How old were y'all when you got married? I was I was twenty and Jane was well. We were both twenty, and at old the time, at, at that time, if you were, if the male was younger than twenty one, his dad had to sign for yeah. him. So wow, really? I can yeah. remember my dad not going to the courthouse to uh, to sign because <laughs> we were both twenty. And That's that incredible. Yeah. So so you got married young age, College Station. And uh, and then you started your career, right? And the Lord took you all kind of over all over the country. Is that right? Yes, I uh, actually actually we got married here, and I was working for a company by the name of Moore Business Forms. It's now R.R. Donnelly, and still has a manufacturing plant up on North Street near the School of Nursing. Uh, but uh, I'd, I'd gone to work for them while I was in college, and uh, Jan graduated in three years, and I used her extra year. Uh, for me, for me but uh, uh, went to work for more, and when, like I say, when I graduated, I just stayed with them. They offered me a job in accounting, and uh, uh, and I stayed with I stayed with more for thirty seven years, and it took us to several different locations. And our first move was to College Station, and like Jan said, at that point we were we were attending different churches. Uh, but we decided before we moved that when we got to College Station, we would we would go to the same church. So uh, we got down there, and we there was a big Church of Christ uh, uh, within about half a mile of our house uh, out on the south side of College Station, and uh, we visited it, and we liked it. There was it was it was a, as Jan said, it was a large church, probably twelve hundred members uh, or twelve hundred people in attendance on Sunday, and a lot of Aggies. There was a, a large uh, college population, but you know, in, in a church that size, there was so many families uh, our age, and they had children our our children's age. It was just a it was just a great place to be, and uh, it it really was. Jan and I ended up uh, we team taught a couple of Sunday school classes over the years, and we were there in in College Station eleven years. Uh, but we team taught. We we taught with others. Uh, you know, I, I taught with a with a deacon one time, uh, an elementary class, and and uh, and I became a deacon uh, there. And uh, Jan was very involved in the in the women's ministry. And I'll just keep on going with the uh, where we went, if, unless you want to jump in at some point. But uh, the company offered me a job in Twin Falls, Idaho, which was a long way from College Station back in those days. But we, we took it and we went up there and we, we, we loved Idaho, we loved the Northwest. And uh, I had, uh, I've told people before, I had the best boss I've ever had when I got there. I was, the, I was the plant controller and the plant manager was just a good man. And he was also a golfer, which uh, didn't hurt. Uh, some days he'd come <laughs> by my office and say, 
stay in the afternoon and say, let's go play golf. And so I was easily, uh, easily persuaded to do that. But we were there, we were there six years and they offered me a job in, uh, in uh, Cranberry, New Jersey. And uh, that's quite a move too, uh, in a lot of ways. But uh, we, we were in New Jersey three years and uh, we had turned down one move to a plant in Albany, Georgia. Uh, we just didn't think that was what God was telling us to do at that time. So, and sure enough, within about six months, they offered me the plant manager's job back in Idaho, which is kind of the job that I always wanted. And uh, uh, yeah, it was just, it was a great place to live and raise kids. And, and uh, I mentioned this at the uh, men's meeting, the uh, men's luncheon the other day, but uh, we moved in on July the 6th of, uh, that would have been 1994. And uh, on the 27th of July, I got a call to, uh, to come and uh, meet an executive at a hotel and to bring our HR uh, manager with us. So she and I went to, went to meet. And uh, you know, I didn't figure in 21 days I'd done anything really bad enough to, uh, to be terminated for. So <laughs> anyway, we went and they announced they were closing the plant. And, Yikes. Uh, and that sent my, uh, sent my life uh, into places that it shouldn't have. Uh, I, uh, at that point, I pretty much, uh, well, I, I did, I, I quit going to church. Uh, you know, it reminds me of the, the uh, Brent series on, uh, on uh, Jonah because I, uh, I ran from God. I, I, I couldn't hide from him, but I, I could run from him and I did. And uh, it was a it was a really tough time on our family. Uh, I, we have three children, and only Amanda was still at home. The others were, were in college. And uh, but but uh, I, I wasn't the uh, you know the husband and father that I should have been. And uh, uh, Jan persevered through it. And uh, you know after after a year year and a half, uh, I uh, I came to I, I came to realize that that I was not doing those things that I should. And uh, I'll, I'll let Jan kind of tell you about an experience that she had had with a lady in College Station that that really helped her through it. And then that way, or through her, it helped me too, so. Um, well, I'll, I'll start in College Station then. Uh, we, I, when I was there, I learned a lot about women's ministry. I was not teaching or anything. We yeah. were always with the little children. But uh, I had a, there was an elder's wife there who, who just sat me down one day, and she said, now you just need to spend time in the Word, more time in the Word. We had three little ones and hmm. three young ones, and it was busy. And, and she sat down with me at the table. I can still remember being at that kitchen table and her opening her Bible. And she said, you don't have to do anything. She's, you know, but I remember her saying that. She had had in her past some, uh, a lot of emotional issues and uh, a lot of depression. And so she, I was not at that state, you know, and she was much better. But during that time, she told me a lot about her history and where she used the word to give her comfort when nothing else could seem to do that. So um, anyway, she, she, we were together. I enjoyed being with her. She taught me so much. And then when, when it was time to move, we moved to Idaho. And, you, you know, I'll start then where Jerry, I was a wreck. <laughs> when, when Jerry, I couldn't figure out what to do. I knew, I knew something was terribly wrong. I understood what was wrong, but I didn't understand just the, just the leaving us, you know, mm -hmm. uh, not physically, but just 
you know, he was not there. So it became a really rough time. And uh, I just, it kind of starts a path that I watch as old as I am of the just the protection God showed me through the years. And it was, you know, I can remember getting a phone call and I was just about as low as I could go. I'd already called a counselor because I was troubled with where I was. And um, I got a phone call and it was Joyce. I hadn't talked to her in forever. And, mm-hmm. and we talked through that. And at that point, I think it's, I just decided, okay, it's time to do something. I've got to get, we've got to get better. And I have to say God did it because I couldn't even tell you what all happened. But if things begin to work correctly. And then, um, you know, that, that path has led me through the rest of my life. And, and we, we got back to eventually to Nacogdoches. Uh, let me interrupt just a second there, and and I want I want to say that that my concern was was not for for my well being when I, when I got the word uh, you know that they were going to close the plant. I had 180 employees, and uh, the the plant was in a small town of about 8,000 people, and you know 180 people are going to affect a lot of families. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was you know there was there was a big loss of income for the for the little town. Uh, and there was all those families that were going to be affected, and uh, I, I've truly just uh, poured myself into the job and was working uh, 14, 16 hours a day. And uh, and I, but I was ignoring my own family, and mm. that's uh, you know. And I mentioned this too. Uh, I know that um, if uh, if that were to happen here at, at Grace, uh, where we are now, I. I know there are so many men in this congregation that would uh, that would come alongside me, find out what's going on, and uh, uh, and help me find my or help me sh- show me the way back to the Lord. Because, mm. like I say, I'd really just turn my back on Him, and and I know that would happen here. It wouldn't it wouldn't be like it was up there. But I, I you know, part of that's probably because we moved so much. I didn't have the uh, I didn't have the close relationships because we had just moved back there after being gone for three years, and uh, I didn't have those close relationships. And uh, uh, but I, I know that that wouldn't happen here at Grace today. Mm-hmm. And I pray that that I wouldn't allow it to happen to somebody else too. Yeah, yeah. that's ownership, <clears throat> commitment to the body, shepherding, and uh, how incredible that God put on uh, Joyce's heart. Uh, you, uh, after Jan, mm-hmm. after so many years, and then at the right time, God syncs you up to give you wisdom of getting uh, getting wise counsel together as a couple, and and that the the Lord would soften your hearts toward each other, mm-hmm. and uh, to think through. You know, I, I think that's one of the blessings of uh, kind of a, this podcast format to be able to have kind of more time to be able to sit and hear stories because uh, I, I would guess more most more people in our congregation. Uh, and myself included, so you shared that story with us. Uh, the reality of I've, we've only been here for three years, but you know we've known you all and seen how you're so invested in the life of the church, how you care for each other, uh, how you pursue people so well, and so it, and it's amazing in our minds how we can think, oh, they've just always had it together. They must never had any road bumps, you know, or things like that. But to hear the how the Lord intervened, the Spirit took care of y'all, and but your sensitivity to to reassess your priorities and align them in the way of the Lord uh, and how he's blessed that through the years. Uh, what else might you add on uh, kind of any other ways that as you think through your career as the Lord did bring you back here to Nacogdoches, talk about that a little bit more. Uh, I definitely want to highlight how the Lord has used you all uh, in grace and not only to bring healing, but uh, really a culture of love and hospitality. 
uh, that, that really marks the, the family component of, of what we believe healthy disciples are and what we're called to, to do. Is there any other components you would share from your, your story, how God took you all over the country and different work environments and all those things? Well, I, I would just I would just add to that story that after after about a year or so, the company came along and said, uh, "Hey, we're not going to close your plant," and uh, and that that was a blessing to us and uh, and to the community. Uh, but then they offered me uh, after about four years, they offered me the plant manager's job back here in Nacogdoches, which uh, didn't happen very long very often that you get to go back home. Uh, and my dad was still alive, and Jan's mom was still alive, and we. We thought, yeah, we need to take that move uh, uh, to be close to them. And then shortly after we got here, uh, we moved back in 98. And then in 2000, we, we had a, Jan had a, our family had a tragedy. And I think she wants to just say a few things about that. Well, I, I just, when you get to be our age, you have a lot to look back on. Mm. And I think I just, from, from our move, really from where we were protected in Idaho, but you know, I, we moved back to NAC, and we were very grateful for that move for our parents. But I just, it's just amazing when you look back at your life and you can see all the places God intervened that you don't, you think, you know, mm-hmm. as long as he's on your radar, as long as you're continuing to be with him, he's, you know, he's always there. It's just that we don't think to put moment. him first yeah, is what yeah. we're thinking of. But I just, I know when we got back, I did start teaching Women's there at the first Christian church. They really had never had women Bible studies at all, and so we, when we were there, uh, I started teaching, and I I started a, a one of the sessions that we had was the study of uh, a heart like his in David, and we had just finished that session, and we're having a celebration night when it was over, and my my our mother had died the day before she had alzheimer's for several years and mm. then passed away she had died the last the last you know the day before of that celebration mm. and i went and everybody was just kind of shocked to see me but we we were so pleased that mother had moved on to a better place cuz she'd been mm. in such a bad place but i did that study of david with the women and and shortly after that amanda was in school in tyler and she had an accident she started to cross at a truck ran a red light and went in front of her, knocked the whole front of her car oh, off. Wow. You mm. could see where her feet were. Oh. She was not touched. And that was about three or four weeks before. That couldn't have been the timing isn't quite right. But anyway, we, we had mother's funeral then in that interim. Right. And, uh, and I, I just have always felt that God protected her specifically that day because of what was still coming up. So uh, mothers, we had mother, we were having Mother's Funeral Square. We were already at the funeral home, and I get a call from my sister's, not from my sister, but it was actually my niece's husband, who, and they had had an accident on the way to Mother's Funeral. And my, my niece died on the scene, three mm-hmm. little boys and my sister and her, yeah, and her husband. And uh, Cindy died. Real sh- shortly, in fact, and then her husband died within another month or two. He was in a rehab thing, but he never uh. survived. So my sister lost two, and and I was the only one. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, but I can remember even during that time, I I would be with her, and she was, you know, not good at all. And we started praying, and we, you know, and and sh- and instead of letting her go <laughs> the wrong direction, and I don't know where I got 
the strength to do that because I remember going upstairs after it was all over and I would just sob because I was so worn out, you know, from continually. Mm. But uh, she's come to an amazing place and, and, you know, her faith in God just grew so much during that horrible time. Mm. And uh, so, you know, God just, you can look back and see what God did and it's just absolutely amazing. Mm. That is awesome. That's incredible. So you... You're here at Nacogdoches, you're obviously here at Grace Bible. Uh, one of the things I want to highlight is is how involved you all are in the ministries of the church, but really your hospitality and pursuit of people as well. Um, Jan, your involvement with men, with uh, with men's ministry, your involvement <laughs> with uh, uh, with women's ministry, I um, mean, hospitality, connect ministry. Um, you all lead a small group uh, in your home. And uh, Jerry, you're uh, finishing up your third year on the elder board and uh, just all the different ways that you all are involved with people. So uh, whereas you're in a season of life where <clears throat> I think a lot of people can kind of perhaps be tempted to kind of coast, kind of coast out would be the way I, uh, you know, can kind of just take an ease and, and think, well, I've served my time. I'm just, I'm just kind of here. Um, can you tell us how you all think the way that you do? Like, I think that's, that would be really one of the things I'd be interested to hear. Uh, what makes you be as intentional as you are? Hmm. Uh, I'll start. Yeah, go ahead. I was just thinking because I've changed so much. Uh, I mean, you know, I at at seventy four years old, I, my mind tells me I can still do all the things I did before in the ministry, doing you know. But my heart has explained to me, and God has taught me that my role now is not so much the physical, but the supporting. Hmm. And I know in the women's small group, you know. I just absolutely love those young women. It is so amazing to me that they have so much desire to know the truth that they're there. And so I feel like one of my major roles now is just support. And I'm trying to be better about calling them, supporting them, you know, just loving on them, Mm -hmm. taking them something, you know. But just I think that's what I can do now where I really cannot stand, you know, stand up and teach a class because... I don't always remember everything. Yeah. So um, I think that's just my role's changed, but I'm, I'm happy with that role. Yeah. I'm satisfied. I mm. feel like I'm doing something that God would want me to do. Yeah, and that's in your, you're, you're in FFE as well, right? Is that right? No. no, no. I, but no. but your Adopted Jack ministry that you're yes. involved with, you've got yeah. several college ladies that, yeah. through, through the years that you've discipled and poured uh, into. Yeah, yeah. We, we've done a lot of different things with, you know, different, different groups. I, uh, well, when we came here, I, I, I remember sitting in Justin's office and because uh, at the church we were at before, I, I was an elder and, and it seemed like I was at the building every night almost uh, uh, on some kind of committee meeting or something. And, and I, I can remember making the statement and I apologize for it, but I just made the statement that, you know, I kind of like a time of rest. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, things things went along, and Brent Bullard showed up, and uh, and you can't I, rest when I'm around. That's that is, <laughs> put everybody on edge. He'll make you be intentional. He'll make you be intentional when you didn't think you could be. No, uh, uh, you know, it's about the, the the grace asked me to uh, to be an elder, and uh, that 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 was kind of a surprise and something that you know, in in almost being retired. Uh, uh, I felt like, well, I do have time if 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 they want me to be, and they've got faith in me be, in being in that role. I, I I'll do it. Uh, Jan and I talked about it and prayed about it, and, and we did. But 
but truly, uh, Brent came along and uh, and uh, brought the intentionality because I'm, I'm truly an introvert, uh, not not very good mm-hmm. at just going out and meeting somebody cold. But but uh, uh, he made us uh, he made us understand how important it is that when we when we look around in in church and we see people that that we haven't seen before and uh, that that we need to go and, and be with them and uh, and meet them and, and introduce them to what we have and uh, so I, I would I would think it was just you know having the time to do things and uh, and then being aware that uh, right this is God's calling for me at this point uh, mm. but we, we we do enjoy uh, we, we enjoy so much uh, you know being involved in uh, you know, feeding the volunteers on a on a Wednesday night, or or walking through uh, walking through the pre K area and just seeing the things that are going on in there, and 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 I try to do that most Sundays uh, Sunday mornings. Uh, Jan and I taught uh, in uh, in John's ministry uh, for one year. We taught uh, third grade, and <laughs> just uh, a, a true joy. But like I say, like Jan was in talking a while ago, you know, we, we might be a little old to be teaching third graders. Uh, <laughs> they move a little faster than we yes, do. They do. Level up to fourth graders. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, t- two things about you both that uh, just really stand out to me. One, you are you are always so quick to encourage me. I can just speak from my personal experience. You, you have always, um, it seems like every Sunday, one of you are coming up to me and telling me something that has just, just been a blessing to me. Um, and I know that you're continue, you, you do that consistently with the people that you're around. You are such quick encouragers, but you're also really quick to admit when you have something going on personally. Um, I think, you know, if I ask you how you're doing, you're going to tell me how you're doing. And I think that that shows your, your dependence on the church and the people around you, the support that you, you have in this Christian community that you've been given. And, that's really inspirational to me and I and I hope to the church to hear like, you know, I can ask you how you're doing. You're gonna you're gonna tell me this is this is what's going on with me right now. You know, there's no there's no buttered up answer. It's it's this is this is where I am. Um and then we get to pray for for each other and, and I um uh, just really appreciate that and hope it would be an encouragement to the church to hear like, you know, just be honest about where you're at and then also be quick to encourage. Um you never know when the encouraging word that you give to someone may be a, a lift out of a out of mm-hmm. a hard time for them. So, thank you for ministering to me and both your encouragement and in your honesty about life and how you're doing. So, um, well, Brent, this Sunday we're continuing through Jonah. That's right. We got two weeks left, and we'll be in Jonah chapter three this week. And uh, there's a lot we could talk about the blessing of abiding in the Word of God. And that's what we see with, with Jonah's life. He goes and gives the word that he's supposed to give, that God had him give at the beginning. And we see that words, God's word does not return void. It accomplishes its purpose. We see the Ninevites are broken in their sin, so much so that the king experiences what Jesus told us in Matthew 20. If you desire to be great, become as the least, become a servant of all. The king, in all of his uh, majesty and clothes, he, he changes and puts on sackcloth and ashes the king, the greatest of the Ninevites, is so broken by his sin and awareness of the judgment of the true God uh, that uh, who has sent the messenger by way of Jonah. He's so pierced that he becomes as the least of them. He mourns and he gives these decrees for all the people, even the cattle, to grieve. That's important to remember as we come to the last verse. It makes that last verse of Jonah make a lot more sense. 
but that's a picture we see in our lives. The, the greatness of abiding in the Word of God is that it strips away our pride. It gives us a clarity of life and, and blessings of direction uh, and, a, and a clarity of our identity to be, I'm abiding in the Word of God, so I don't need to look good as the king. Uh, these are just so many blessings we see in the book of Jonah as we continue on that study this week. Yeah. Well, church, we are uh, grateful for each of you, Jerry and Jan. Thank you so much for sharing with us and being open and honest and just sharing how the Lord has worked in your life. Um, it's been a, a real blessing for us today. Thank you for having us. Of course. Yeah. And church, we will uh, see you this Sunday. We're so grateful for you. We're praying for you. Uh, we're praying that the Lord sustains you through the week as he promises to do. He keeps us until the end. And uh, so church, we'll see you this Sunday as we worship together. Can't wait.